Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode I speak to comic book reviewer and really nice guy Aaron Yara about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, if you enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you like it, uh, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Aaron Yara. How's it going? Hey, hey, pretty good. Awesome, man. Um, yes, um, so um, it's it's a real pleasure to to have you on uh, Comics for the Apocalypse, uh, because we've been, we've been in touch with each other, I don't know, gosh, maybe over a year on email and Twitter and the like, would you say? Yeah, it's, it's probably yeah, it's probably approaching two years at this point. Yeah, something like that. Because, um, uh, yeah, you did a, did a nice review of, of Milford Green. So yeah, great comics, one of, one of my favourites, and it was one of the first I uh, had on the website. Exactly. So I'm very, very proud to uh, to to be up there, and I really, really appreciate um, you, you putting it out there. Um, and uh, yeah, for for, for those uh, that don't know who you are, uh, what do you do in the world of comics? I run a website called uh, EffectiveNerd.com. I I originally started the website because I had just got out of grad school, and I was. Uh, $100,000 in student loan debt. I was working five jobs. And I, uh, I don't know, I kind of just was having trouble putting my life together after college. Mm. So I wanted to, I wanted to start a website where um, I could help other people that were in my situation, like people who were into comics and video games, who may also be in the same situation as me. So I started writing articles that were kind of like, nerd and geek based self-help articles but about about a year into the website i found that most of the people i was interacting with were other creators mm. and mostly comic book creators so i kind of shifted the website to be almost like f- for creators by creators where i spotlight creators I do reviews, and I still do articles that'll help you in your creative journey. So no matter where you are in the creative process, I want to be there to support you and advocate for you. And just any anyone that's making good independent art, I want to hear from you and just help, help give you support. Awesome. Uh, and best place for people to find you is EffectiveNerd.com. Yep, right? and... I'm a I'm a effective nerd on everything. I was lucky and got the username on everything. Awesome, man! So it's all about that uh, that corporate consistency, isn't yep. it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm at effective nerd on on Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook. Yep. And all that jazz. Cool. Um, and yeah, uh, for those uh, that uh, prefer just to click through, you can go through onto the uh, show notes and then uh, click all the links right there. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, I do have some bad news for you, Aaron, uh, and that is that aliens have invaded Earth. Um, oh, and, come on. Uh, yeah, sorry, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm real sorry. Um, and, and specifically, they're, they're attacking the east coast of America first because um, you, you, you're, you're based in the east coast of America, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm in uh, Schenectady, New York. There you go. That's the one. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're absolutely targeting uh, New York, New York State, um, <laughs> of course. And uh, my my question for you is, what is your action plan for survival? So, not not in my backyard, but in like the property behind my my backyard, there is a internet service provider. And so my my idea was to break into there. And then go in the basement and make like a fort out of like modems and land cables, nice. and just and just hope that the aliens think that it's a machine and I can just hide behind it as if it, uh, as if it was like one giant computer, and I can just kind of hide out in there. <laughs> nice man, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Kind of disguise yourself, kind of like a you know technological predator covering. You know when <laughs> yep. Arnold like puts the mud on him. And everything. Exactly. It's kind of like yeah, using uh, using modems and servers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'd work, I reckon. Absolutely, it's a good plan. Yeah, it's it's cam- plan. Camouflage. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, would you kind of uh, head out for for supplies and things like that? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of small businesses in the area. I could make runs to. You just keep the uh, keep the modem for it going. Yeah, man. You could even make like a a, a modem suit of armor. Yeah, you know, and wear yeah. that when you go out. That'd be be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking like just wrapped in uh, land cables. It, it makes me feel almost like a like a mighty Boosh character. <laughs> something <laughs> yes, they would do. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely something that Mighty Boosh would do. That's great that you've seen Mighty Boosh, man. Oh, it's my all-time favorite TV show. Yeah, it's well up there, definitely. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, cool. Uh, so, uh, whilst you're um, in the basement of this internet service provider's uh, server room uh, in your in your modem fort, um, you start to uh, reminisce about comics um, in the good old days, and uh, you're... The first question that comes to mind is, what is the first comic you remember enjoying? Uh, that would be Archie and all right. of them. When I was little, my sure. my stepdad gave me his entire Archie collection from the sixties and seventies, and I just spent a lot of a lot of my childhood just methodically going through every issue. He had he had everything. Cause he even had uh, like Pep and um, what's the one like Laugh House. Or TV laugh out. He he had just every variation of Archie that I was able to dig through. That's awesome, man. Um, and uh, do you have any particular favorites? Uh, like favorite favorite issues? Yeah, no, I, I remember. I had the. I don't remember what year it was, but there was a Sabrina the Teenage Witch Christmas special that I used to read a lot. Uh, I remember there there was another one where. Um, I want to say I want to say Betty and Veronica like get into a fight and she kicks her out of the house, but they're in the hot tub, so like Betty's like stuck in the woods, half naked, kind of thing, and <laughs> trying to like trying to like figure out how to get back to her house without anyone seeing her. That that issue comes to mind. That's awesome and great. Um, and so um, that was your your first comic, and yep. um, have have you consistently read comics since? No, I took 
I took a few years off, mostly during like I guess like high school and college, right. and I I just got back into comics maybe five years ago. Um, it was the it was the Walking Dead actually that got me back into comics because when the TV show came out, I uh, you know just became obsessed with the comic, and then I I went to my local comic book shop and opened a pull list, and then I've just been binging comics ever since. Nice man, nice. Um, and so your your mind wanders onto onto another question, and that is, what's the funniest or the comic that made you laugh out loud the most? Uh, that would be Chew, um, specifically issue forty. Yeah. That um. So Chew Chew is a. It's kind of like a. Um, it has some body horror elements, but I feel that it's mostly a comedy, mm. and it's it's essentially a world where psychic and superpowers are real, but they're all based around food. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So uh, specifically in issue 40, the two main characters, they're cops, they find this, uh, it's, almost, it's almost like a pineapple with octopus tentacles. Right. And, <laughs> right. and they they decide to eat it, and then right as they eat it, they get called for uh, a case, like a robbery or something, and the very they, they decide to head out the door after eating it, and then the very next page is just... They're they're just tripping and it's just very colorful and I think they turn into a fox and a rabbit and it's just very psychedelic and then you find out uh, after they solve the case while they're tripping you find out they actually just broke into a pillow factory and beat up all the pillows <laughs> and like just just going from like it was a really good page turn because it was just regular style they eat it and then you flip the page and it's just completely cartoonish and psychedelic and i just laughed so hard the first time i saw that that's so much fun um yeah the uh i think chew has come up once before i can't remember who who mentioned it but it's just it's such a wild premise that yeah. it, so it's a it's like a usda agent isn't it yeah something and he yeah he eats food in order to kind of see its past or something yeah that's that's his power he can yeah. he has kind of like a dead zone kind of power where anything he eats in the yeah so he kind of he kind of works like almost like a homicide detective yeah. or or like a dea agent because in this universe um chicken like fried chicken is illegal oh, right. so so people kind of deal it like drugs and he has to tackle them down so it has kind of like a dea drug kind of vibe to it but there are other <laughs> There are other characters that have powers. For example, his girlfriend uh, is a f- food reviewer, and anything that she writes about, you can actually uh, taste it in your mouth. So oh, if she wow. writes a bad review of a restaurant, people will actually throw up from reading her review. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character that can make knives out of tortilla chips. There's another character that wow. can build guns out of chocolate. So it's all, it's all superpowers, but they all have to be based around food. That is so cool. I'm I'm really gonna <clears throat> have to add this to my uh, to my reading list because um, it just sounds just absolutely hilarious, and they're yeah, very, it's very, really very imaginative as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think it finished things. a few years ago. I think it ran like sixty something or seventy something oh, issues. Right, so it's a good good set of of issues to to uh, to feed on. 
<laughs> definitely for it definitely <laughs> fantastic um so the next question that comes up in your mind uh is what is the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read this was an easy one it was uh sweet tooth by jeff lemire i definitely had to have cried two or three times while reading this comic it was just i i found it to be so heart-wrenching the entire time it's wow. um so it's this plague comes over the this plague comes over the earth and most of humanity dies and all the humans that are left are kind of sickly almost like they have cancer but any child that was born after the plague mm-hmm. is kind of born as a hybrid animal human so the main character is a little boy with antlers like a deer yeah and he gets rescued by this old man the, the humans are running experiments on the kids in order to try to find the cure. And then this kind of like gruff, rugged old man uh, picks up the little boy. And I don't know, there's just something about that. You, you see it a lot, like the um, the child teaches the hardened old man how to love again kind of trope. Right. And that, that just really uh, pulled the heartstrings for me. It's very it's a very bleak comic. No doubt. Um, and how long is it, sorry? Um, I don't know exactly how many issues. I want to say it's six volumes of trade paperbacks. Okay, cool. So, like in the region of like thirty-six issues, kind of. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah, I I started reading it after it was finished, so I just picked up the trades. I couldn't find the issues anywhere, and some of them were expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, fair dues, man. Fair dues. Um, and uh, did you just read that in the in the past five years? Yeah, that was one of the my my uh, my local comic book shop is uh it's called Aquilonia Comics. It's in Troy, New York, right. and the the owner there is really good about recommending books. So when I when I told him I was like, hey, I like really bleak stories like The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. or and he's he's actually the one that recommended True to me. He recommended Sweet Tooth to me. He also got me reading Saga at the time. Nice. So he he's just really good. He he'll actually leave he'll leave books in my pull list that he thinks I'll like, but he won't you know make me buy them if I if I don't want. But if he's like, oh, I think Aaron will like this, he'll throw it in just so I can check it out. Really, Thanks, really good shop. That sounds like an idyllic shop. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, yeah wish wish all shops were like that. that. <laughs> so I've been to other shops where they just kind of throw your pull list at you and tell you to get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he really takes the time to make sure you get what you want. Oh, nice man, nice. Um, and so uh, your uh, your mind changes gears and thinks of uh, what's the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read. This is actually a comic that I had the pleasure of reviewing and interviewing the creator of within, I believe, the past year. He um, he actually kind of probably fell close to you in the in the interviews on my website. But the the comic is called Sweetheart, and it's made by uh, Dylan Gilbert, Dylan Gilbertson and Francesco Yaquinta. and it's um there are monsters in the world, and they're like really horrifying, almost like swamp swampish kind of monsters Mm. and if they they'll they'll link themselves with one person and after the link is established they'll slowly kind of walk towards the person and if they if they reach the person they'll kill them 
and humans have a medicine where they can take it and it'll kind of push back the monster for a while right and then eventually you'll get tolerance to the medicine and then the monster will kill you anyways and from what i understand it's supposed to be a allegory for living with diabetes right but it is the the way the artwork is done is just truly terrifying because the character will just wake up in the middle of the night and the monster's sitting on the edge of the bed with him and then he's he's like pops the medicine and then goes back to sleep because you know you, you just get used to looking at this horrific monster trying to kill you right that's rad man um yeah that sounds Great book. yeah pretty horrifying <laughs> yeah yeah i found it it was just very anxiety producing and visceral for me and i, I read a lot of horror comics so it's kind of hard for me to get that oh, that right. um that physiological response out of reading a horror comic but this one definitely did it for me oh that's fantastic and and how long is that one sorry i believe there's two issues out now i think it's on it might be on hiatus at the moment right. but uh Dil- Dylan and I keep in touch, and he he has other really great comics out as well. Great, and that's Dylan Gilbertson. Yep. Yeah, for people to uh, to Google. Um, awesome, <laughs> man. Um, and so we come on to uh, our newest question uh, to comics for the apocalypse, and you're the second yep. uh, second person to actually answer this. Ooh, um, the pick. The, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that is, uh, what is your favorite cover? This one, this one's kind of hard to explain why I love it so much, but I've always loved uh, Saga issue nine, mm. and the the cover, the cover is purple, and it has two characters called the Will and the Stalk, and they're kind of like b- bounty hunters. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Saga, yep. but the the Will is kind of like almost like the Han Solo kind of character of of Saga, right. and then the Stalk is. She, uh, I believe she's a bounty hunter as well, but she's kind of like a centaur if the bottom half was a spider instead of a deer. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, the on the cover, they're kind of wrapped in a, I don't know, she, she's coming up behind them and she has her arms wrapped around them in like a loving embrace. Kinda, it kind of has like a Harlequin romance novel cover. Right. Very, very similar to issue one of Saga, where, mm. the, where the two main characters are holding each other like a romance novel. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of, I don't know. I like, like Saga's really good for being uh, like action packed and it's kind of funny. But for some reason, that, that as awkward as it is, that that comic's also very sexy. So I've always kind of liked when they've done the, uh, the the like romance novel imagery in the comic. And I think I think issue nine really hits that. Nice man. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Um, it's uh, it's pretty suggestive. Let's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like her hand is kind of slipping down his uh, his trousers a little bit. And yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's biting one of her fingers. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, just very suggestive. <laughs> let's, leave, <laughs> let's leave it at that. But that's cool, man. That's yeah, I don't know why. I've I've always just been drawn to that cover. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. Awesome. Uh, and so uh, we come on to um, one of our most interesting questions, and that's, what's the most meaningful comic to you? That would be The Walking Dead. I kind of touched on this before, but I really owe The Walking Dead to uh, kind of resurrecting my love of comic books. Mm. When, the show, when the show came out, the, you know, I, I really loved the first season of the television show, and I immediately 
binged as many of the comics. I think they were up to around issue 100 and, I don't know, probably around issue 100 I started reading, which is probably one of the biggest issues in the comic. And uh, I've been collecting the comic ever since. I actually have issues 100 through the end of the the comic in issues. In issues, wow. Yep, and I have the rest in uh, I have the rest in trade paperbacks. But the uh, yeah, I really I really just owe it, kind of like my comic life. <laughs> yeah. And Same I, here, I just, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really just love I love how bleak the comic book gets. Yeah. Are you are you all caught up on it? I'm really yes. sad that it ended. Yeah, yeah, it really sucks, and obviously <laughs> uh, Kirkman kind of just you know ended it out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially with those two, um, with the two troll covers. Yeah, that that the, that they put out just totally to kind of trick man. us. Yeah, also, totally it, fake news, right? <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you haven't read Sweet Tooth by by Jeff Lemire, it has uh, Walking Dead has a very similar ending. So I think mm. I think you would like it if you like the ending of Walking Dead comic. That's cool, awesome man. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out as well. Um, but uh, yeah, do you have any uh, particular moments in The Walking Dead that you that you find uh, kind of particularly uh, meaningful to you? Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Negan fan in the co- in the comic mostly. I I like him in the show, but I feel like in the comic book Negan is more of like a almost like a loudmouth kind of bro bully kind of guy Very. where in in the show he has kind of more like a southern gentleman kind of vibe if that makes sense yeah, yeah so yeah. i really i really like him in the comic how he uh i don't know he's just very very foul mouth but how he has how he has that uh kind of like that sweet spot for carl also kind of going back to sweet tooth about the whole the whole like rugged man in the child kind of having that that duality relationship yeah Absolutely, man. Nice. Um, and so uh, that was five years ago that you started reading The Walking Dead, was it? Yeah, it would have been around whenever issue 100 came out, I would say. Maybe maybe a little bit before. Yeah, totally. Um, that's awesome. And was it just, it was literally a case of the, the fact that you'd seen the TV show and then found out it was a comic? or? Yeah, I, I had known it was a comic and I just kind of, I was like, hey, you know, I haven't read comics in probably 10 years, so let me... Let me just pick it up, and then just reading reading the first issue, I was just like, "All right, yep, I'm in. I'm into comics again. It's kind of <laughs> kind of my thing. That's kind of been my life ever since." Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the, the the Walking Dead is a, obviously a absolutely epic series. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, shame that it had to come to an end, but um, probably yeah, best to other- go out go out on a high. <laughs> true yeah the the other thing is i'm not really big into superheroes right so so in my head i kind of had the like i kind of had the same mindset of when i was a child where it was archie and superheroes basically you know yeah, I, comics. <laughs> I had i had a few i had a few indie comics from when i was little uh the dollar store by my house used to do 10 comics for a dollar and they were all um they're all indie comics, or at least wow. smaller publishers at the time. I have a lot of really old Valiant comics that I got there, nice. and uh, yeah, so so I had a few, but I didn't really think I don't know. It's really, in my mind, it was just all like either Archie or superheroes. So so growing up and finding that there are these really good epic dramas that I could read 
really helped uh, reinvigorate my my love of comics. All right, so yeah, because um, I was uh, I was at a con um, over the weekend, um, and of course you got you got varying um, people there, various people there yep. um, from you know proper comic book fans. Um, to people that are just there with their kids and stuff, you know, because um, they think that you know it's a good idea just to take their kid dressed up as Spider Man to come to a comic con, <laughs> just because. I oh, was just totally fair enough. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you kind of. Uh, I I was talking. Uh, I was trying to pitch the, the the comic to to people, and one of the things that I say is that um, if you like the idea of Victorians versus aliens, then this would be the yeah. comic for you. And you know this guy kind of walking past, like, uh, do you like the idea of Victorians versus aliens, sir? And he's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> like just you get just get some people that you know I guess don't don't understand that the comics are, are more than they actually are. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've told a lot of people about Milford Green. I really I really love the comic, by the way. So it's, uh, it's been one of my favorites over the past few years. But I, I always describe it as uh, almost like the setting of Beauty and the Beast, but with aliens. That's cool. I never just because of that, because like that, like that uh, Victorian uh, Victorian era kind of Europe kind of feel to it. Yes, absolutely, man. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's really. Cool. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that. That's just the. That's like the easiest way to get that across. Because when you say Victorian, yeah. who, who knows what the other person is thinking when you say that word? True. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool, dude. Um, and so uh, your your mind wanders once again um, to what's the most underrated comic you've read? Uh, that would be decades of inexperience by Alex Schumacher. Uh, he's a He's a friend of mine. He makes a web comic series. Actually, it, I met him through his comic. He was also one of the first people that I interviewed for the website. Right. And Decades of Inexperience is a slice of life, semi autobiographical comic, and it's about a guy that's in his uh, his like late twenties, early thirties, and it's just about like the the plights of that that time in your life where you're trying to start your adult life and you may have problems with uh, like finances or drugs or relationships. And he just, I don't know, it, it hits really close to home for me just because mm-hmm. when I, you know, I, I just turned 30. So right. when it, it really spoke to me during this time in my life and uh, the artwork is really good. It, it's, um, he has this kind of, like 1960s underground comics kind of feel to it. He also is, um, you can tell, you can tell just by looking at it, very heavily influenced by the old uh, Orphan Annie comic, where like she had like the, the white eyes and everything. And he does it in like grayscale, but it's kind of like flat colored grays, which is, which is, uh, you don't see that that often. I think it's really cool. It has some really surreal characters. Like he gets visited by the Grim Reaper, but the Grim Reaper is always drunk. He's called Drunk Death, mm-hmm. and he has kind of these uh, surreal and absurdist characters that kind of help guide him through his life as well. Nice man. Um, and so, uh, what what makes you think that it's underrated? Oh, just um, I don't know. He, I, I feel like he should be. 
he should have a much bigger audience than he does probably i feel i mean i feel that way about almost every every creator that i work with and that's why you know through my website i try to support as many people as i can i try to use my voice to lift up as many independent creators as i can but um alex specifically i feel like is on the way to really great things totally man that's cool um so uh for for people to go check that out it's decades of in experience um and in of the experiences in brackets yep and it's put out it's released by ant express every week right. you can oh, go yeah. to their go you can go to their website and check it out awesome nice man um and so we come on to uh one of our most difficult questions and that is for you what is the best comic of all time uh, I was, <laughs> I think Preacher is the best comic of all time. I always, I always tell people that I say it's not my favorite, but I think it's the best. Because <laughs> I think I think The Walking Dead is my favorite comic, but I think Preacher is better than The Walking Dead, just uh, for from the way it was created. But I really, what I really love about Preacher is the way it can mix. It mixes almost everything together because it's it's funny, it's dramatic. There, there's also very heart-wrenching sad moments in it and there's also laugh out loud and the the journey that you know that jesse goes on just kind of hits every emotion across the spectrum uh, on top of having just wildly wild out there ideas whether you know mixing religion with all these very taboo topics and you know drug use and I don't know. It's just a crazy, crazy ride, and it's so so well written. For sure, man. Um, and uh, well, it's um, it's a epic one. Another epic series that I need to read. Um, yeah. I've got so many piling up from uh, from this show. It's unreal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely need to to check that out um, as well. Um, so. That- that's a long read too. I want to say yeah. it's it's like upwards of three or four thousand pages total. Right. Okay. Yeah. Another uh, another tip: if you're gonna if you're gonna pick it up, I would suggest getting a modern version of it. Okay. There's this weird thing that happened with the trade paperbacks in the '90s, where um, since they're so old now, the mm. all the glue all the glue on the binding has rotted away. So you'll yeah. you'll be like, oh, here's an original trade paperback of Preacher, and then you open it up to read it, and then all the pages fall out. Yeah, it's like, I've, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I've had it happen to me multiple times. I've had it happen where mm-hmm. just the covers separate from from the pages, and the pages are intact. And I've also had it where every page comes undone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but that's no just, good. So yeah, definitely get a, <laughs> a new version. You can you can always get a. Um, an original version if you want to collect it, but but just don't open it. <laughs> yep, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think I got a bunch of them used on uh, on Amazon. I don't know if you ever done that. You can get used trade paperbacks on Amazon for like a penny sometimes. Oh yeah, man, um, it's amazing. I I always do that. Um, I tend not to buy brand new ones. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, the only brand new ones that I actually get would be like yeah, indie or small press. Yep, definitely. Basically. Um, yeah, anything anything bigger than that, I just see where I can get it, get it used really yeah, well. But yeah, Amazon's 100%. always a really good place. I got a lot of a lot of manga for a penny on Amazon as well. Mm. Oh yeah, man, that's uh, that's uh, well worth it as well because you get just so many pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're huge. Absolutely. 
Cool. Um, and so we come on to our, our final question on, on comics, and that is if you could only take one comic into uh, the alien invasion imp- apocalypse from this list, which would it be? It would definitely be Decades of Inexperience by Alex Schumacher. Just because if, if the world were to end today, I would kind of I would want something to remind me of who I am and how how I feel uh, in this current time in my life. And as mm-hmm. I said before, this comic just really speaks to me being someone in my thirties now, just kind of going through the, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a, a person just trying to establish themselves as an adult and kind of fixing themselves up and trying to be the best person they can. Cause you know, as, as we've discussed on this podcast, a lot of post-apocalypse stories, you know, that changes you, you, you get, you either get hard or you die most of the time. (laughs) So, um, I, I would really like to bring that comic with me just to remind me of kind of how I felt and what my life was like during this era. Nice man. Yeah. Um, very, very inspiring to, uh, stay alive and keep going. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Cool. Um, and so, um, with the uh, alien invasion in mind, as well as uh, taking uh, decades of inexperience with you, uh, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you? This is kind of a this is kind of a lame answer, but I would I would bring as like as much water with me as I can. I probably should have mentioned this up front, but uh, in the in the modem bunker with me would be my wife, and we're expecting our first child in January, so she's oh, going to need. Right. <laughs> she's gonna need a lot of water and then also i kind of thought maybe uh as a last ditch effort if we did get caught by the aliens i can throw it at them maybe we'll have like a signs type of scenario going yes. on nice <laughs> yeah, so i was yeah, like oh let's go with that water works as a good survival and with aliens potentially a weapon but that'd be a shot in the dark but last really? last ditch then, effort. Well, i'll give you a super soaker as well there you go that, that works for me <laughs> <laughs> awesome man so you uh you get your super soaker and uh continuous uh clean water um for, for, for your wife and uh ex- expected child as well um that, that that could be a comic in itself it's almost like a saga type yeah. thing but with uh with an alien apocalypse <laughs> aliens and super soakers i'd be like um oh what was that what's that super nintendo game where you have the super soaker uh zombies ate my neighbors yeah I, I think remember. I believe I believe that uh, Super Soaker was one of the weapons to f- against the zombies. Nice man, nice. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that could that that could that's definitely got legs, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> work on that. Cool, dude. Um, well, Aaron Yara, thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse today. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, and one more time, where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure, I can. Uh, you can find me at effectivenerd.com. I, I always have comic reviews and interviews and uh, self-help articles. Also, for the month of October, I teamed up with a creator named uh, Something Ghoulish, and they do a podcast about horror movies, and they do a YouTube channel where it's video essays in the horror genre. And we've teamed up to do an event called Indie Ween, where every day this month we are promoting um, either we're we're promoting three things and it's either independent creators that are in the horror genre 
or pieces of content that we've made. So we have a lot of uh, horror comic book writers. We have a lot of interviews with horror creators. And we also have like Halloween articles. If you're uh, throwing a party and you you need some tips or anything, we kind of have you covered for everything during Halloween in regards to independent horror and indie horror comics. Um, I'm also doing Inktober if you want to come over to Twitter, Instagram, and check it out. Nice. And that's at Effective Nerd as well, yep. right? Awesome. I mean, again, those links are in the show notes, so be sure to check uh, check Aaron's ink- Inktober uh, <laughs> out, definitely. Um, Not the best yeah. artist, but I'm getting there. Oh, dude, it's all good. We all <laughs> start somewhere. Um, yep, every, everybody's got their own style as well, so... Um, yeah, so trying, I'm trying to develop my style now. I had a, uh, I started drawing when I was bored at meetings at work, just kind of doodling, and then it, I do this weird thing where I'll be in the meeting and I'll be answering questions and talking, and mm-hmm. then when the meeting's over, I look down at my paper and there's just this really weird character on the paper that I, I honestly didn't even think about while I was drawing it. And I, I try to turn those little characters into comic comic strips, and it's just kind of evolved off of that. Nice man, that's really cool. Um, I didn't I didn't realize that you were doing Inktober, so I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out for sure, man. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. Uh, well, thanks again for your time today, Aaron. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank um, you. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing you on uh, on Twitter. Definitely. Cool, dude. Awesome. Okay, Aaron. Have a good day, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Aaron for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. And if you'd like to check out Aaron's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.